Hello everyone, my name is Eric, and today we're going to be talking about the Cincinnati Reds season review so far. We're about 20 games into the season, I thought this was a good time to talk about how the season has progressed so far. If you're wondering where my typical co-host is, he doesn't follow baseball. So, uh, with that being said, since I do follow baseball, I will go ahead and do this review by myself. So, without further ado, we'll kind of break down how this offseason went, then we'll go into how the team's been hitting, pitching, management style, and then overall uh, review of the team. So without further ado, I will go ahead and get into the offseason, which was a big one for sure. Uh, the Reds uncharacteristically made a whole bunch of big offseason moves uh, in terms of signing free agents. Typically uh, in, in baseball, trades is the route to go, but uh, there was a lot of free agent signings this year, including the first one was Mike Moustakis signed to a four-year $64 million to take over second base, which was a pretty good move. Um, he was excited to come in and play. They also added uh, left-handed pitcher Wade Miley on a two-year deal. Not too bad of a signing there. Uh, the big signing beginning in 2020 calendar year was Shogo Akiyama coming over from Japan on a three-year $20 million deal. And then they signed Nick Castellanos to a four-year $64 million contract, same term and uh, dollar value as Mike Moustakis. Uh, and then they also signed a free agent pitcher in Pedro Storup to a one-year deal. So uncharacteristically, they signed a whole bunch of players, which is shocking to me because I wasn't expecting them to make any moves. I believe Dick Williams, who works for the Reds, said that they were going to go out and spend a whole bunch of money. And I didn't believe them at first because that's not what we do. We don't go out and sign free agents. Maybe one here and there, but typically trades and bringing up players from the minor league system is how we developed our team. But uh, with this offseason, we filled uh, three position spots as well as uh, starting pitcher. So those moves in themselves were huge. And we'll get into that in a little bit more uh, when we get to the actual games. Uh, so as it stands right now, they are 9-11, 20 games into the season. So based on prior year expectations on how they pro progressed so far out of the Brian Price uh, tenure, they did well considering that they were the bottom of the barrel, fifth place for the last four years. So they moved up a bunch. Uh, there were only eight games under 500 at the end of the year. Uh, progress, in my opinion, but then when you go out and you sign a whole bunch of free agents, the expectations become a lot higher. People thought they were going to have a bang-up pitching rotation and back-end bullpen, and then they would be able to, for once, hit, something we haven't seen them do since the playoff years with Dusty Baker. But we're going to get into that next. So... As we talk about hitting, we're going to look at some of the players uh, in particular who've been hitting very well and some who've been struggling. So overall, as a team, they've been batting about 220, which is pretty awful if you ask me. Um, the typical uh, batting average in, for like the MLB is about 250, so they're about 30 points below that as a team. Uh, not very good at all. Uh, some of the bright spots have been the big free agent signing with Nick Castellanos. He's hitting about 267 which is pretty good compared to everybody else on the team. It's a step above. He also has hit in uh, league leader in, or sorry, not the league leader, team leader in home runs and RBI with eight home runs and 19 RBIs. Uh, so he's been definitely getting some good contact on the ball and coming in clutch, uh, clutch plays in uh, on on the batting side. However, there's some been, been some disappointment in other areas. Mike Moustakas, who they brought in the free agency, like we mentioned earlier, he's only batting 223. Uh, and he's also currently on the injured list. And this is, I think, the second time he was on some sort of injured list. He started the year after a couple games uh, injured. They thought it might have been coronavirus. 
uh, but he is now uh, hurt with something else. And there have been a couple times where he's come out of games too. So that's been very unfortunate that he's been hurt. Uh, he was supposed to be a big bat, but um, you know, hopefully he can come back and hit very well. Uh, Joey Votto, while still getting on base at a very good clip at uh, 378, is only batting 223. Uh, I think a lot of baseball analysts do look at you know uh, on-base percentage being the most important thing because it really doesn't matter if you're getting on via hit and via walk. If you're on base, you're going to be productive. So he's still bringing in um, – he's still getting on base with – he's lead to teams with 14 walks, which is great. Do not get me wrong. But definitely some better hitting and uh, – like to see those power numbers get up a little bit but I think overall I mean he's coming with some clutch home runs and clutch hitting he's now second on the team in uh, walk off home runs so we can't give him too much slack uh, some players that have not been hitting very well was in uh, first one is uh, Ingenio Suarez uh, came off a 49 home run season so I think a lot of people had big expectations on him playing very well to start the year. He's only batting uh, 123, which I think he started like uh, four for 30 at some point. He didn't have a good start to the year, but he picked up a little bit. However, I think you've seen, I have to look at lineups, but I think they might have moved him off the starting gig. Shogo Akiyama was the, one of the other players that they brought in through free agency, and I was kind of hoping that he would hit very well. Uh, however, I'm going to give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt because he is coming over from a different league, and I believe that he is someone who could have very well benefited from a traditional spring training, uh, seeing major league pitching when the games don't count and kind of getting accustomed to it that way would probably been a lot better in the long term. But we are where we are, so nothing, we, nothing that we can really do about that. As of late, uh, Jesse Winker's been hitting the ball really well. 365 clip, which is pretty darn good. And that's a clip that we've seen Votto hit before. Uh, so putting him in that territory was a really good sign for Winker. He struggled earlier in the year, so it's good to see him uh, hitting very well now. But overall, as a team, you know, we, it is individual bright spots and individual low points, but uh, overall, they've not been hitting very well. Looking at the batting averages off the bench, they don't look too good. Uh, I don't have a breakout of specific numbers, but uh, overall, they in the on the NL rank, uh, they're – 220 batting average is 12th in the league, which is a bottom of the barrel out of 15 teams. Uh, they are third in home runs, so it looks like they're getting a lot of their run production from the home run ball, benefiting from a small ballpark. Uh, that tends to happen. The ball of Great American Ballpark tends to leave the yard a lot easier than some other ballparks. But, I mean, overall, it's I think the hitting has been the most disappointing thing, you know, because you've got studs up and down the lineup and – Players have been hurt. Players aren't accustomed to uh, the new changes, uh, not living up expectations. So as that that is very disappointing on that end. But hopefully they can turn it around and have a good uh, second two-thirds of the year. That would be very nice. And then looking into team pitching, uh, the starters have been doing very well, much more so than the bullpen has. And I'm going to pull up something I saw when I was watching the Reds game. Uh, a couple weeks, uh, maybe a week ago, when they were playing in Milwaukee. Uh, their starters have 21 earned earned runs, giving an earned run average of 2.3, which is very good, and only allowing five home runs. Conversely, uh, the relievers uh, have been pitching almost half as many innings at about 43 innings pitched and given up 36 home runs. So in half the time that the starting pitchers are pitching, uh, the relievers are giving up double, almost 36 runs, almost double the runs, leading to a... ERA of 7.53 and more atrociously 
is the 11 home runner, uh, 11 home runs allowed, uh, which has been awful. This, all of the starters, if you go up and down the list here, have a very good ERA. Uh, Sonny Gray's been killing it with a four and run record at uh, 2.05 ERA. Uh, Luis Castillo, while struggling uh, to get some good run support, he uh, has an ERA of 3.9 run, which is pretty good. Do not get me wrong. You you are also comparing against two great starters in Gray and Bauer. So his on a regular baseball season, uh, his earned run average may look worse than what it really is when you compare against you know two pitchers who are playing out of their mind. I uh, think going down the Bauer, he's pitching at a .93 ERA percent, which is outlandish. He's given up two solo home runs and seven hits in his four in three games, which is mind blowingly like that's crazy how how well he's been pitching. Uh, you've also had we've also kind of struggled with trying to find a fourth and fifth starter because Wade Miley came out uh, and he got injured early on. Uh, and then he tried coming out again, and he's only pitched about 3.1 innings, uh, three and a third innings, I should say, uh, in early in the season. So that's unfortunate that they brought him in. He hasn't pitched very well. He's given up uh, seven earned runs – or sorry, six earned runs over that time frame. So he's got an ERA of 16.12, which is awful. But if you can get past that, Tyler Malley's pitched very well and there's a couple uh, spot starts. Um, so if just from those four, or those four alone, the, the four good pitchers in Gray, Castillo, Bauer, and Malley, they've been pretty good so far. Uh, uh, Di Sclafani pitched two great games to start the year, and then he got blown out in the second game where he gave up nine runs uh, over the course of about two innings. Uh, so he got roughed up a bit, which is very unfortunate. That was that was not a fun game to watch because uh, he got clobbered in that one. So overall, if you look at the entire body of work, uh, I think the starting pitching has been very well. However, it's the back of the bullpen, which has been atrocious. Uh, we've mentioned uh, the number of home runs allowed. Uh, a lot of that comes from Michael Lorenzen, who has given up three home runs as a reliever over the course of about eight innings, and he has personally blown two games of his own that I can recall. Um, I think he's been the biggest shocking disappointment because he's a great pitcher, and he throws the ball great. Uh, great back-end bullpen. You know, he can play the outfield, but he just had a terrible start to the year, and it seems like every game he's coming in, he's giving up two runs. So he's not been pitching very well. They've had a couple surprises, though. Lucas Sims has been pitching very well. He's been into uh, nine games so far, which is, I think, the most. Him and Nate Jones have been pitching the most. Uh, Jones himself is not doing too bad, giving up an ERA of uh, 3.52, which is pretty good. Bryceel Iglesias, although he had a couple rocky uh, outings, I think is leveled off, and he's pitching a lot better now. And then Amir Garrett, who came in, and he's he's very hot and cold. He's had, he's also a stud, uh, who was he gave up two runs in the game a couple days ago, and it's like, they have such good, they have such good starting pitching, and their bullpen on paper is like just as good. Uh, Rysel, Lorenzen, and Amir Garrett last year were, were almost reminiscent of the Nasty Boys from the early '90s, uh, but. Uh, this year, they've just not been able to put it together. I mean, all three of those ERAs are above uh, three. Now, to be honest, uh, the ERA statistic for a closer is very – or a closer, sorry. A reliever is very misleading because you could go out and have one bad inning and that uh, jacks up your ERA for the whole year. Uh, but in Lorenzen's case, he's been in eight games, given up ten runs. It's safe to say, to say that he's not – 
to have him good go at it. And then they've had some other guys come in and pitch for, uh, they've had a couple players hurt. Robert Stevenson came out and had a bad first game. They put him on IL, um, the injured list, I should say. Pedro Storup, he was the same situation, came out in a game last week after not pitching for a while. He's now on the IL, uh, injured list. And then they've got Cody Reed coming in a couple times. and uh, He's had some bad luck. And some of these examples are like Cody Reed came in and blew games or gave up a whole bunch of runs on during games that they weren't going to win. Um, they also gave Jose De Leon. He came out and he threw up a bunch of pitches that got hit out of the yard and he got busted up for a couple games. So that's all, that's also unfortunate. But um, yeah, I think to, to summarize my whole point is that their starting pitching has, I think exceeded expectations, all things aside, a couple bad games here and there, but you know, out of we're 20 games into the year, and they've had just some stellar performances from both Gray and Bauer, and uh, Casti, uh, Castillo and uh, Di Sclafani, both been both have been pitching well as well as Tyler Riley. The front end's been pitching great, um, but they've been not as much help from the back end as we would like. So we're kind of hoping the later two thirds of the year they can really solidify that and turn that around. Something that I've been looking forward to talking about now is the overall management. And I got to say, I've been watching a lot more baseball games this year than I have in prior years. And I, I, I am losing faith in the current manager, David Bell. I, for some reason, I don't, and I don't understand this at all because I, I'm not a baseball like master. I'm not like a genius, but I think I understand the basic sport enough to like be a very good, like couch manager and watching him game after game, well, I know I know it's early in the season and it's a shortened season, uh, but there's been a n- number of times where the starting pitcher comes out and they're rolling, and you know they're giving up. A number of times happened with uh, Bauer, especially, um, and like I think a couple times with Malley. And I know once with Sclafani where they were pitching well and they decided to pull the pitcher early, earlier than they probably should have. And I mean, it were. Games pitched in August during the coronavirus lockdown is a lot different than games pitched in August on a regular season. Sure, don't get me wrong, but like when they're rolling and to pull them out on like a quick hook and then to bring in a reliever and then kind of let them work work through the problems is very head scratching to me because your pitchers are going to be your best your best pitchers outside of maybe your closer or, or a setup man. Your, your starting pitchers are your best players because they're the ones who go out and eat out the innings and they go out and they're the ones to, you know, set the table for the whole team. So for me to see him give the quick hook to Castillo when he's pitching great and then let the reliever kind of work through it is very mind-boggling to me. And I know they've changed the rule uh, that the pitcher has to, when a new pitcher comes in, they have to pitch at least the three batters minus an injury or if they end an inning. But there have been a couple times where a reliever has come in uh, they've given up a couple hits, and they've already faced their three-batter minimum, but the the, co- the manager doesn't decide to take them out and switch them out to play have a better player come in. It, it's like if somebody doesn't have it, as pitchers, like they're getting hit and they're men on in a close game, you don't want to let those guys work through it. You want to bring in somebody else who can't. And it, that may be a very old-minded like mentality, but it, it works. Like They did that a lot, and my dad would tell me about – they do that back in the, with the nasty boys. Like Lou Pinella didn't care who was coming into the game. 
Uh, they just he just wanted to get those outs. He didn't care who did it. He didn't care how it was done. He just wanted outs. And if the pitcher didn't have a quick hook, and I don't know why they don't do that now. They're like I know the uh, one example is Pedro Sturb came into a game. Uh, it was it was a close game, and he pitched the five batters, and he just did not have it, and he was giving up the runs to tie the game, and it was head scratching to me. It's like he has he has plenty of pitchers available to throw. Because we have an extended roster to 30 players, I think maybe 28 now. But they have enough arms out there, better than they have in prior years when the limit was just 25. So instead of, they have, you know, three to five extra players, they probably took extra arms. Why don't they bring in another pitcher to take care of that situation rather than letting a, a starter who's getting beat work out of it? Like, it's just mind-boggling to me. I don't understand. That's like the biggest thing with, with David Bell that's been – what I've seen so far. It's not so much lineup construction, although I'll talk about that in a bit, but it's definitely like when to pull pitchers. Look, cause like I know that there's pitch counts and it's early in the year and it's the first that they've like seen pure batters. But to me, it's like, if you want to go to the playoffs and if you want to win, you know, let, let your starters work through the trouble. If they're rolling, keep them in. If they start to get hit, then you take them out. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're in the seventh and, Six, seven, eighth inning, and your pitcher's still pitching, and they put a couple guys on. Okay, that's a good time to take them out of the game. But other than that, like, I don't understand. Just leave the starter out until they just can't pitch anymore. And uh, this kind of happened, oddly enough, earlier last week where Sonny Gray was pitching against Milwaukee, and he was probably left out there longer than he should, and he gave up the go-ahead runs. Uh, although, like... Like I agree, like that's just, that's the right strategy to go for. Is like he's your best pitcher, let him go. And it didn't work. It just didn't work out the way that it could have. So that sucks. Um, yeah, that's the general like management of pitching styles that I, I've seen the worst of from is, is and not so much like bringing in like the right pitcher. It's not like I don't think David Bell has brought in the wrong pitcher at the wrong time. Like, I don't see that happening so much as just, like, when it's happening. Like, I think he's done a good job of, like, okay, you know, we got the lineups coming up with three left-handers. Now's a good time to bring in the left-hander. Stuff like that. I've seen him do – he's been doing very well on that end. It's like, picking in, you know, who to – well, on paper. It's not his fault when when your uh, stud setup man gives up a two-run home run in a two-run game. Like, that's not his fault that he doesn't know that Lorenzo's not pitching well. That, like – I mean – he, may, he probably knows now, but early on, he didn't think that Lorenzen was going to struggle as much as he did. Uh, so I think overall, he's been making those good decisions there. But it's like when he's pulling the pitchers is where I've noticed like, wow, this sucks. Why, why, are you, why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you leaving the, letting the reliever work out the problems? I know I'm you know, rambling here, but that's the biggest thing I've seen on managing like the pitching standpoint. A couple of things with lineups that I don't like. I want to talk about is some very questionable lineup decisions uh, early in the year. Suarez was not hitting very well and he kept them in at the three spot. Um, and you're two weeks into the year, your three hole hitters batting 0.083. Now's a good time to, you know, move them in the spot. I don't say, I'm not saying like don't play him because Suarez is great. He's a great player, but he's just not seeing the ball very well. So move him down in the lineup. And some of the just, like, lineup decisions are kind of baffling to me. I see Castellanos is hitting – he's hitting great. Like, he's been the MVP for the team for sure. But he's batting, like, second. Why Why? Why do you have Castellanos batting second? 
there's only if in the first inning if if the man before it, whether it's Sinzel or Shogo gets on, that's only one person ahead. You you would want that good hitter who's hitting for average to hit at the three or four spot so he could hit, you know, runners in. And maybe that's something that they they don't have that pure intimidation factor that prior Reds teams had because back in the day when they had uh, when they were winning playoff uh, game getting to the playoffs they had uh, you know Joey Votto was an MVP batting third Brandon Phillips uh, was a very good I mean he was a good power hitter but he also hit for average batting uh, fourth and you had Jay Bruce batting fifth your stud uh, home run power uh, right fielder so it's like like that was a very intimidating three four five, and now I feel like they still have a very intimidating three four five because they have Joey Votto, former MVP, uh, still gets on base. Maybe you put him in the two two spot. Uh, although Mustakas is injured, he's a very good hitter as well. Put him at the three. Move Suarez down to like five or six and let Castellanos bat fourth. You've got, you know, Shogo, Senzel, or Votto to bat one one or two. You know, depending on matchups and stuff, but why why keep Castellanos at second? It doesn't. It's mind-boggling to me. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, some of the lineup choices, and that's like that's like very important when you're deciding. You know, who's going to pitch who. Some of the things I think he hasn't done a bad job on is, uh, you know, knowing when to play certain people. I think Philip Irvman's kind of been the odd man out here because you have essentially four four outfield spots for six players because you have. Um, Nick Senzel, who's a former first-round pick. You have Philip Irving, who's a former first-round pick. You have Jesse Winker, who's a first, former first-round pick. You signed two players in the offseason to play outfield, so you brought in those two people. You also have Matt Davidson, um, and then Loren can also play the outfield. So there's a whole bunch of uh, spots out there to play, uh, or sorry, I should say people to play, but not that many spots. I think he's finally settled on who's playing where, because you have Castellanos is settled in right. Uh, Nick Senzel has been playing most most of his games in center, and Shogo's been doing a lot left with Shogo sometimes spotting in uh, center field with Irving playing in left field, which is very unfortunate for him because he's not seeing consistent batting. He's not con- he's not playing enough. Uh, Jesse Winker, I think, at the DH is good. So I think he's made, like, positional. I think he's doing that very well. He's playing the right people in the right positions. And nothing is like head scratching on that end. It's not like we're seeing, oh, Votto's playing outfield. It's not mind boggling that way, but it's like, oh, I think he knows how to, you know, where to put players. Uh, I think he's done a really good job on that end, but it's the batting order that I've seen him struggle with. And then like pitching decisions have been the worst, uh, I think. Uh, but the, at the same time, the manager can only do so much. But to me, what I see is uh, the manager pulling the wrong players at the wrong time from a pitching standpoint uh, is very confusing. He's also made some very odd um, substitution and pitch hitting situations where they pulled Votto out to a game uh, so someone could pitch run, which to me, Votto's, I think overall, Votto's probably still our best player. He's uh, uh, still the best on-base guy. He may not run the best well on the base pads, but he – is still probably your best player. I think Nick Castellanos is probably having like the best year and is our team MVP, but I think overall portfolio, like looking at everybody's resume, I think Votto's still the best. So to pull him out for a pinch runner uh, doesn't make any sense despite his bad uh, base pad history. But, you know, that, I think that's where he struggled the most. And it's very unfortunate because, you know, we're third place in the Central after 20 games. I think a lot of people had 
Uh, big expectations for the Reds, given their starting pitching caliber and the free agents that they signed in. So it's just been uh, very unfortunate. However, I'm not I'm not like completely like demoralized or shot down. Uh, it's unfortunate that our overall management has hasn't been what I expected to be in his second year. But there's still optimism that they can still turn it around because they're only two games under 500. Uh, I think their playoff odds are about 25% to make the postseason. So if they can just get in and go from there, that would be a good sign. If there's still 28, there's still 60 games left, although two are postponed now because of coronavirus. That sucks. But um, I think I think they can really, if they just buckle down and stick to their starting pitching and maybe uh, David Bell learned from his prior mistakes, they could do a lot better. Uh, so hopefully, you know, we're, we'll check in at about 60 games or uh, – 40 games played, and then we'll look on towards the end of the year. But let's look at the schedule real quick. All right. So while the two Reds, uh, two games are postponed for the Pirates, they do have the Royals coming up, which have been, um, I think they've been okay. The Cardinals, they got a lot of games lost. They had to make up a lot of games because of all of their coronavirus problems. That should be problematic considering our team has the proposed game for coronavirus and they have the red hot cubs coming up the the brewers gave them some trouble last time uh let's look to september i don't know when the um next what day is the 20th game from now but they have a lot of uh, division games coming up so they're saving their i guess they save their uh interlink play for the beginning and end of the schedule they have cardinals pirates cubs cardinals pirates uh so a lot of division games coming up Hopefully a lot of winnable ones. But I think that covers everything I wanted to talk about in this uh, review. Thank you very much for listening and have a good rest of your day.